get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. And Crouppen Celebrity Line, happy to be joined by Rick Horton on what is a great day to be a Cardinals baseball fan. He is on Twitter at RickyH49. Rick, how you doing today, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great, guys. It's it starting to seem like the uh, the hot stove league, which was definitely lukewarm for a long time. <laughs> starting to get hot a little bit now, and, and great news about Adam Wainwright resigning. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, John Mosaloc warned us. He said January is the new December, and it might be late January, but January has come, and we are finally starting to see some movement. So, Rick, let's start with Adam Wainwright, because what a tremendous sign signing this is for the Cardinals. He said at his Zoom press conference just a little bit ago he had options on the table from other teams that were maybe a little bit more uh, financially appealing, but he decided this was the place for him. What does it mean to you as somebody who's been around this team, has watched Adam Wainwright's career develop here in St. Louis? What does it mean to you to know that he's probably going to finish his career now in St. Louis? Well, I think it's outstanding. You know, I've been around about as long as Adam Wainwright's been around. He was a a young player when I was an an early broadcaster. And so, you know, Adam and I have been friends a long time, and I admire him greatly as a professional. Uh, But, you know, it's not just kind of the intangible Adam Wainwright that the Cardinals are buying here. The dude pitched really well last year. I mean, he really did. He was as solid as anybody. So, you know, he's fighting uh, father time pretty well, too. Uh, and he just is continuing to work hard to stay healthy and competitive. And he, and as he said in the Zoom conference, he wants to be an elite guy. And I think last year in the shortened season he was. But, you know, those intangibles matter, too, uh, when you've got a team that has to deal with protocols and, and is in need of leadership. Wainwright's the perfect guy to have around. Yeah, Ricky, I loved the uh, confidence from Wayno in his Zoom. He basically told the media in, here in St. Louis that uh, St. Louis signed the best pitcher that was on the free agent market. <laughs> and, and I think we can all agree with him after what he did last year. But let me ask you this, Ricky, because uh, how, how impactful is this signing going to be for the Cardinals just this season, mainly because we're going to see a lot of guys that might be short pitch count, that might be kind of limited, at least at the start of the season because of last year. Having a guy like Adam Wainwright not only provides protection, but it gives you competition as well. Yeah, uncertainty is the enemy right now. Uncertainty was the enemy for all of us over the last 12 months, clearly, uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, But when you're trying to figure out a a pitching staff and try to figure out how to play games in short periods of time with limited bodies and and, you know, limited body potential. I mean, it, it was really complicated last year. And I, honestly, I don't know how the Cardinals did it last year. What they were able to do with all the doubleheaders, et cetera, it just shows how important having a deep pitching staff is. And we don't know that that's not going to be the case again in 2021. Now, you hope not. You hope that things kind of even out a little bit more. But to have kind of the length in your uh, rotation and the length in your bullpen, you know, one of the Cardinals uh, relievers, John Gant, was talking the other day about how important it was to have length in their bullpen, too. Several of those guys have been starters, and that got them through the season last year. But Wainwright's one of those guys that can flat out in it, eat up innings. And for, for folks that don't think eating up innings matters, uh, you've never been on a Major League Baseball <laughs> team. It mattered, it 
mattered in 1920 and it matters in 2020. And it is just important to have those guys that are durable and can show up every day. We're talking to Rick Horton here on 101 ESPN Cardinals broadcaster joining us on the show. Uh, Rick, I did want to ask you, you mentioned how last year there was so much uncertainty and it kind of threw the rotation in flux, throws a lot of things in flux. Now these pitchers are all coming off of a 60-game season where I think the leader in baseball had like 80 innings pitched last year with Lance Lynn. How do you think that teams are going to handle this going into next year? I mean, I I would imagine there's probably not going to be many 200-inning pitchers, but are we going to see piggybacking? How how do you think teams, and specifically the Cardinals, handle that? Well, most of the teams that that I've been listening to, listening to the managers and their Zoom calls, they're talking about, six-man rotations more than they're talking about piggybacks. I think that's maybe a more reasonable way to go about it, uh, especially in the early going. And, I, I, you know, some teams have already committed to doing that. I mean, I think the, the Indians would be one of them. And, and you know, there are other teams that are, are, are contemplating that. But uh, I, I just think, you know, that kind of makes some sense to me uh, more than the piggyback thing does because if, you, if you're having guys throw short amount and there, there's three guys throwing in one day, then you can't use those three guys for three days. So I think that the six-man rotation maybe makes some more sense. But, uh, you know, let's hope that, you know, teams don't have to deal with that too much, that, you know, the early warning that, yeah, we're going to start spring training on time, which as of now, that's where we are. And, and guys are gearing up for that. The managers have been gearing up for that. Uh, Rob Manfred told uh, all the, the coaches uh, in December, get guys ready for, open, for the regular time. So, again, things could change, but at this point, uh, I, I think uh, guys have reasons to be ready on time. And, you know, last year was uh, hopefully just one of those blip years that we don't have to deal with again. Ricky, if we're talking pitching, you got to talk the other factor that goes into that, and that's the catcher, Yadier Molina, who still is a free agent. And we just heard John Mozalak with his Zoom talking about how he doesn't like to use the phrase optimistic or hopeful in this scenario, but he said they are still actively engaged with Yadi. Do you see this playing out with, with Yadier Molina coming back for one more year like we've just seen with Adam Wainwright, or do you think this could play out elsewhere? Well, I certainly hope so. I mean, I, I think, you know, the, the longer this went on during the winter, I started to be more and more confident that Wainwright and Molina would have a chance of coming back. It's early on, I thought, you know, some team, you know, the Yankees, the Mets, and, and some of these upstart teams that are spending money like it's growing on trees. Apparently, the money's growing on trees in San Diego. I mean, it's a beautiful place. But apparently in Toronto um, and, 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 and on the south side of Chicago, too, and in New York City. So, I mean, there's some teams that are really on some spending sprees. And I thought somebody might kind of jack up uh, the price for, for one of those two guys, and they might be off the board early. Uh, Wayno actually said that today at – had one of the teams offered what they offered uh, this week, and they offered that early on, he may have ended up signing there. So, you know, I, I think timing is everything, and, and right now the timing seems to be indicating that uh, the, the Cardinals still have a shot at keeping Yachty. I hope that's true. I mean, they'll move on without him if you have to. Nobody wants to face that day, uh, but uh, let, let's hope they don't have to uh, deal with that this year. Hey, Ricky, if you find out what tree they're growing that makes that money when next time you're in San Diego, let us know so we can put some in our backyard. Yeah, there's some beautiful trees there, I must say. And, you know, the sun's shining, the beautiful water. I mean, it makes sense, I guess. But <laughs> I, honestly, I can't do the math. I can't figure it out. But they're definitely, uh, boy, they definitely had quite an off season. Yeah, you've, been to, you've been to San Diego. You know how that works. There, <laughs> oh, there's yeah. a few ways you can right convince there. some people to move out to San Diego, to say the least. <laughs> It's not hard, is it? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to Ricky Orton here on 101 ESPN. All right, Rick, the big news last night, it came out from The Athletic, and I got to ask you about it. There are reports that the Cardinals and the Rockies are at least talking, once again, for seeming 
seemingly the seventh straight year about a Nolan Arenado trade. I don't, I'm not going to ask you to speculate on whether or not this is going to happen because I don't think right now yeah. anybody knows, frankly. Right. However, right. if it did happen, what do you think it would mean for the Cardinals on the field? Well, I, I think if it happens, it would be it would be great. And and, and I, you know, I, honestly, you know, it's you always kind of say that in a vacuum, though. It's like if you traded Arenado for half your roster, it wouldn't be great. So I mean, it's always the the question mark of what what is actually the deal. And so uh, you know, as to whether or not it's happening or not, you know, I harken back to two years ago. You mentioned this this rumor has been out there before with Arenado, and yeah, John Mozeliak said two years ago he said the rumors have been out there about us. In going after Arenado, this was, I believe, 2018, and he said very specifically uh, to all of the Cardinal reporters, he said, "I want you to know after the fact, I literally never had a conversation about it, so I don't, I don't know where the rumors came from." That's what he said two years ago. Now he's not saying that now. I mean, it may be true now. Who knows? Uh, but I, I guess I'm just going to wait till it actually happens because you know rumors start uh, out of somebody saying, "Hey, wouldn't it be interesting if the Cardinals?" And then the next person repeats it. And then you got telephone tag going on, and we know how that works. And and so I, I hope that's not. I mean, it'd be. I think it'd be fascinating because the Cardinals would get a bat in the middle of their lineup that I think they've been they've been looking for and lacking in the last couple of years. Ricky, have you seen the quote from Mo earlier today on his Zoom call? What he said about this? No, I did not. He said, "Quote: Not a whole lot I can add. Clearly, they're out there talking about the rumors. Still time to improve the club. Still time to look at things. We're going to remain open-minded and see what we can do. That I is, will allow you appro- to interpret what that quote is. <laughs> that, is, that is appropriately vague and hopeful all at the same time. I'm telling you, Ricky. I'm hearing Mo talk, and all I'm hearing are cryptic messages, and I feel like <laughs> yeah, I'm in the well, Matrix." Well, he has to be careful, and you know it, he's in a tough situation. I will say this about Mo: you know, I heard him several times during the off season. You know, just in the, all the rules as it relates to baseball, for example. I mean, there's a lot of decisions of a DH and how to construct a roster, how many players can go to spring training, et cetera, et cetera. That's very complicated to be a general manager right now and not get ahead of uh, baseball uh, commissioner. I mean, you can't. I mean, and and I and I actually give them credit for baseball in general, for, for getting through the 2020 season, all the protocols, all the tough decisions, it's not easy because you don't know what you don't know. And that's been true of every person in every walk of life is just trying to muddy through it. But, uh, you know, for, for him to have to make some pretty tough financial decisions when you don't really know what the variables are, that's, that's certainly a challenge. So I, I give him a lot of credit for being patient uh, as he has been. And, and, and again, that, that's true of the game and game across the board. Ricky, my final question for you, buddy. We all know what this team would look like with Nolan Arenado on the roster, but let's go down the hypothetical path that it doesn't happen. How do you view this Cardinals team going into this season? Well, I, I view this as a team that's kind of stayed a little bit status quo. Now you lose Colton Wong, and that's not, you know, that's not a big, that's not a little thing. I mean, you're talking about the best defensive second baseman in the game and a guy that was really coming into his own as a leadoff hitter and just was a free agent at the wrong time. I guess that's what I'd say about, about Colton. And, and I just hope he gets the best deal he can get wherever that might be. And, and, you know, holding out that that could still be St. Louis, but I don't know. Uh, but, you know, if you, if you look at the Cardinals at, collectively, they haven't really gone forward, but nobody in the central division has. And, you know, I think there's something to be said for the fact that, the Cardinals have kept up with the Joneses, at least, uh, when you're thinking about what the Cubs' moves made and the, and the, and the Reds are going backwards in payroll, and so are the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, and the Pirates are selling all their best players. And so, I mean, I think, you know, there, there are several people that think the Cardinals have 
the best chance of winning the Central at right at this point. So, you know, I guess that's the good news. Now, does it mean you can compete right this second with uh, the Padres and the uh, Dodgers and maybe even the the Mets? And I mean, maybe not. But uh, but again, it's not. Uh, it's not August as much. John Mozeliak likes to say it's not August yet, hmm. and, and you know you could you can still add to your team as the season progresses based on uh, based on how uh, how you get off the block. He's Ricky Horton, Cardinals broadcaster. You can follow him on Twitter at RickyH49. Ricky, we always appreciate the time, my friend. All the best to you and your family, and hopefully next time we talk, we're talking about a new player at third base that could be a future Hall of Famer. All the best, Ricky. Sounds good. Great chat. You bet. Absolutely. Same to you. That is Rick Horton joining us here on 101 ESPN.